RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Wake up, America. No, hello. My name is Tara Devlin. What's going on? Hi, 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 hi. We meet here whenever I can do it, whenever I can get a goddamn show going. So please subscribe to the YouTube channel and become a patron at patreon.com. I'm not looking my best these days. That's how I'm trying to avoid myself in the in the reflection. I don't know. I'm having I'm having COVID anxiety. I think I've been shut in too long. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Stop focusing on your body dysmorphic disorder. Okay. Listen, we meet here whenever I can whenever I can do it. That's how it has to go. You got to be flexible. Uh, we've learned, we've learned to be flexible as progressives, as normal people living in the United States of serfs and lords. We've always had to adjust. So, I appreciate you for all your support and your flexibility. Become a patron at Patreon.com/slash Tara Devlin, and when we get enough patrons, one of these days, maybe before I step off into this into the light to meet my grandmother uh we will have a daily show at a set time won't that be nice because that's what you got to do that's what has to happen if we want to have a functioning democracy we need to have a functioning liberal media okay okay good um it's true although without a media we're we're done you see all of these QAnon assholes who've okay we're going to talk about this is what we're talking about i wanted to talk about the conservative democrats i wanted to talk about the q the interview with the q shaman asshole on cbs and then we could talk about what else something else is on the list i'll get to it i think it's oh uh the neanderthal thing with because Joe Biden and now the Republicans are all insulted or pretending to care about Neanderthals or about a minority group. Too bad this one went extinct 40,000 years ago, but we'll get to that. And it's just another example of how, how, how useless Republicans really are. They don't, I mean, they're not, it's, it's worse than useless. It would be, tolerable if they were useless because then they wouldn't be as dangerous they would just be irritating you would just be like oh god these these republican whatever that's just them they're that lump over there that's constantly it's like a gnat that swirls around you just like oh get away from me leave me leave me alone but they're dangerous the Republican Party. Uh, it's not. We're not being um, hyperbolic if we say that the Republican Party exists to destroy the grand experiment in liberal democracy. That's it. That is their agenda to ensure that this government eventually returns to the kind of system the founders rebelled against. The one where the rich 
and the intergenerational aristocracy own and rule and own everything and rule over a large mass of working class dupes, working poor, which is a word that shouldn't exist in a functioning democracy. But so that's the kind of system the Republicans are dragging us back to. Well, and also the conservatives. Let's keep it real. They, the conservatives, any, if you're a Democrat or a Republican, conservatism is the problem. It's not synonymous with a functioning democracy. It really isn't, especially a democracy that's built on an idea and it's an, and a nation of immigrants. You see what the Republicans have, have, uh, and the, conser- the conservatives, let's say, have been trying to do forever and ever is turn this country into uh, another, uh, uh, I guess, bloodline nation where in, in other countries, you know, they're, they're German. They, they share or whatever. They're English. They're German. Here, we're, we're a, a nation of immigrants. We come from all over. So to have this whole blood and soil thing that they're going for, I mean, that's what they, the, the, when you look at the images from Charlottesville and you see the videos of them chanting blood and soil, which is a Nazi chant, by the way, but you knew that. Blood and soil. If any, if you're white in this country, you came here as an immigrant. Your ancestors, not too long ago, came here as an immigrant, or uh, or you were brought here involuntarily. So, the Republican Party is. All you got to do is know them, know them by their fruits. I'm, um, and I'm here to get the word out, basically. So anyway, let me, I don't want to get off track. Oh, God help me. Hello, everybody in the chat room. Hi, Ed. And White Rabbit, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Shadow Star Ace. And thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. And Ed the First, nice to see you. And Haiku, of course, doing the double duty as a moderator. I also, oh, before, oh, geez, all of a sudden I just got loud in my, I guess, I guess I need better equipment. I don't know. I need a better life, I guess. I need a better everything. Okay, I agree with you. Thank you, Resist Evolve. Yes, exactly. Uh, Resist Evolve says on the chat, Native Americans should be chanting blood and soil. So I want to say thank you. Uh, who? Wait, 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 not Ed. I'm looking at Ed the first, but I want to thank Ed too, of course. But I received a letter or card, I should say. It's not a letter. From Sam. Okay. Hello, Nice, beautiful mountain scene, but and a donation. But I wanted to tell Sam that I won't be cashing that check because it's written out to RDT Daily, and that's not. I don't want to get. Uh, I don't want the bank to spit it back. There's, or that's not a that's not a name on a bank account that I could cash to. Do you know what I mean? 
but we did thank you i also received your your um i guess this is uh what do they call this? I don't know. I think it's actually a federal offense. <laughs> when you're defacing money. But not that it doesn't happen. And I will happily spend it to get the word out. Right-wing white Christian terrorists on the dollar. And Fox News loves domestic terrorists. Of course. This is how we... Get the word out. Everybody should have a dollar in their pocket with these words. Have a couple of dollars. With these exact... Yeah. Of course. It's like saying, Fox News loves domestic terrorists. Of course. The sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Same. It's just a an understood truism. Well, well it's science. We're all about science. So thank you. Thank you, Sam, for going out of your way and doing that. And, the, and I also want to say, if people send me things through the mail, it goes to um, not my house. So it takes time to get to me. That's all I have to tell you. You might be wondering what happened. If I received something you sent, it goes doesn't go to my house directly. Okay? Because I don't want to get a bomb. But... On the other hand, I think if I get a bomb and and I survive, it will be good for the show. But don't, uh, no idea. Don't send me any bombs. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm exhausted as it is. <sighs> All right. So the thing yesterday, we didn't do a show. It's going to be tough to do shows. And also Saturday, I have to tell you again, it will be on in the 8 p.m., not 6. All right. 8 p.m. Eastern will be live around around 8 p.m. Okay? In the vicinity of 8 p.m. ES, EST, Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so what was I saying? I, yeah, in keeping with what I called the show tonight, everything conservatives touch dies. Yes, um, that's why uh, I don't know what we're going to do with this Joe Manchin character and Kristen Kirsten Cinema, whatever her name is. These two, um, so we can't, we won't be able to fix the um, the Reaganomics trickle. Wait, hold on, let me lower this. <clears throat> I just have that on for my time cues tonight. There'll be the, the uh, progressive voices only plays the Saturday night show on Sunday and the rest, sh the other shows they have on demand, but whatever. That's because they hate me. Probably everybody's working against me in my mind. So, all right. Uh, okay. Joe Manchin. Why? Why? So we won't be able to have a functioning democracy. We won't be able to fix the Reaganomics voodoo bullshit that this country has suffered from that you can directly trace the insurrection on January 6th to that, to the voodoo economics of turning the country from maybe a promising democracy. Yeah, we we were, it was in the time that came to be known in retrospect as the great prosperity. 
Yes, our problems were, of course, and always were, with that we weren't able to just or rectify our original sin, which is genocide and racism, of course. So if we if we had stayed on the track of the great prosperity and not been co- taken over by conservatives through they got in by tickling the racist funny bones as they always do the fissures of disunity this is another reason why we must confront and rectify our racist ass history if we want to have a functioning society a functioning democracy if we want to have peace and be that shining effing city on the hill they keep telling us about. I'm so sick of that stupid statement. Shining city on a hill. Are you serious? More like the COVID capital of Earth. Shining. They, all this bullshit. Everything is bullshit. That's why it's so effing annoying. And I appreciate you guys, uh, your support. But we, this is, we have to get this message out otherwise okay i mean i know i'm saying it saying it again otherwise we're done we're done so but anyway as far as joe manchin and and kirsten the thing that is beyond comprehension is that everybody knew that we all knew that we were there wouldn't i mean all the talk of bipartisan you know how i feel about that I feel bipartisan. You don't be, you're not bipartisan. You don't go bipartisan with evil, with a demon. You don't meet some, something halfway, something that sucks halfway. Oh yeah. You have shitty ideas that continue to crash the economy that you have, that turned the United States from the most to the least upwardly mobile. All of your, your shitty ideas, we're going to meet them halfway. They don't have any ideas. Can we finally come to grips with that? There's nothing that conservatives offer a functioning society. You show me. I'm open to being educated, if that's the case. If I'm misinformed about the fact that there have never been successful conservative governments. What? You tell me. Oh, yeah, they work for a few but you want to have a functioning, successful, and I'm, and let's define success. What is, of course, that's where, you know, we we will run into trouble if we have different definitions. So, what's your definition of success? Mine is that the the majority, the American people, have a decent middle class life as a birthright. Not that you have to scrimp and, and save in the least upwardly mobile country with the widest income gap, where 600 billionaires have more money than, more than, than I mean, it's, it's more like three quarters of the population. How is this a thing? Well, no, actually, I'm not, not 600. If I'm, if I have the uh, statistic correctly, it's as far, I remember Bernie used to say that. The it was the six Walton heirs of Walmart have more money than the fifty percent of the population. That's that's an abomination to any functioning democracy. That and this is what it's about. 
You can have democracy or you can have concentrated wealth, but you can't have both. And that's why we're here as you know, to point I'm pointing this out again. That's what the liberal media needs to get across. It, the American people have to understand these things in order for us to have a functioning society. This is another reason why conservatism is not conducive. It's, it's, it, you can't have a, cons- a conservative functioning democracy that functions on what? I mean, what, re- what do the conservatives stand for? They could say uh, if this were—I mean, if this were a functioning civilization, a functioning democracy, what what are what are the conservatives standing for? More, I mean, really, they always. This is what they stand for: uh, giving, I guess, uh, less to to the majority. I don't know. Uh, what do they stand for? They will. They'll say. Oh, we we stand for low taxes and um, what 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 is that low taxes? Because we we're paying. We always pay. The majority of the American people are the we all. Nobody when they say low taxes, it's about progressive taxation. Who um, progress? I mean, the the tax system is a is a reflection on the broken ass system but okay the thing what we're watching we're in the third republican great depression yes okay the pandemic nobody as um i think barack obama he graciously conceded to the fact that any president would have had a hard time dealing with this pandemic but uh, it was nice of him to say that, to give that to, to Trump when he botched it so spectacularly, like, like, you know, like he does with everything else he touches. But so in the midst of this third Republican Great Depression in 100 years, where 500,000 Americans are dead and counting, where I, and we can go through the stats, where before the pandemic, we were the least upwardly mobile, where the 80% of the American people couldn't, well, I mean, well, they couldn't save $400, the 80% living check to check, that's an abomination. This is before the pandemic. And the American people came out in droves despite the fascists squatting in the White House and all of the voter suppression and the dirty tricks of the Republican Party, kicking people off the voting rolls and making it more difficult to vote because that's the only thing they stand for, anti-American democracy. The American people came out in droves and voted for Joe Biden. Um... Because we not only wanted to kick the fascists to the curb, but the Democratic Party made promises to the American people that they would raise the minimum wage, that we would effectively um, handle the pandemic and, uh, and give people the lifelines needed to get through the pandemic without as, as whole as humanly possible as they've done in other countries. 
You don't see bread lines in New Zealand, do you? You don't see them in England. You don't see them in Canada, for Christ's sakes, because of the pandemic. You only see them here because here we're not a functioning democracy. But in spite of all this, we all, okay, the American people voted to kick the fascists out of the White House and voted for Democrats. And we know that no filthy fascist Republican was, were gonna, was going to vote for the rescue package. But two Democrats, in spite of the fact that all they had to do was pass it, just pass the damn thing. But we have to have the likes of Joe Manchin come in and, 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 real, and lowball uh, to act like this conservative, the like we need a conservative voice in this conversation? Haven't we had enough of conservatives for the past four years? What What is he doing? We need targeted, this is what he's, what they did, watering down the rescue package. So now the people who received it the first time, there are, there's a group, of course, if you were, it's always been, if it's, if your salary is under a certain amount, you, you get whatever it is, the pittance and crumbs they're throwing out there. But now it's going to be worse. Now it's less people. So let's make, because why? Because why? The American people haven't suffered enough? Is that it? We have it too good, according to Joe Manchin, right? We're just lounging around in the social safety net hammock. Who's going to... We need somebody like Joe Manchin to come in, somebody from a highly successful state known as West Virginia. Because that's what the whole world thinks. When they think progress and democracy, they think West Virginia, don't they? So we're going to... So this... Joe Manchin has to come in and do what? What role uh, in, a, uh, in, a, in this rescue package, which is overwhelmingly popular? So what is the point? Overwhelmingly popular and, and unquestionably needed. So why would Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema? make it worse may i can't even find the words it's it's baffling to me so because somebody has to play the republican part no matter what no matter what we're trying to do somebody has to swoop in and make this shit not work that's what it's about Everything we've done in this country, from the founding of this country, we have made leaps forward when we've enacted progressive legislation and progressive initiatives. The things that the American people, that the Republicans now say that they were always for. But we know the truth. The con I mean, let's say conservatives. Conservatives, yes. To be technical, because I'll say, I'll, I'll get an email from somebody, Lincoln freed this, you know, because they have to go back to 1865 and uh, tap this republic, 
can party at the time that was the progressive antidote to the entrenched Dixiecrat Democrats, so whatever. I'm, uh, I, I don't understand. Why do, what are Democrats, th- what is, what is Joe Manchin think? What is in it for him? What is the point? And why isn't Joe Biden out there like me? How, uh, well, if not him, send uh, the vice president. That's what the vice president's supposed to do. They're supposed to be the ass kicker. Go out and, and use their bully pulpit, but a little bit more forcefully. But I don't understand what what is the whole purpose in an overwhelmingly popular bill that is uh, it, it's it's needed. There's no words. It's over it's it's not even a question whether it's needed or not. So he and this other conservative democrat they're going to make it worse. Just that's the Republican role that he has to play for whatever reason, because the American people always what we, we, we always need somebody to come behind us and kick us in the ass a little more. We don't have it. Uh, we don't have enough. We're too. We, we, you have it too good. When the rest of the world can go to a doctor, you know, we have it too good. Some people can go to a doctor here. I mean, they have to keep us, some of us, looking at the others as um, uh, a scare tactic so we don't question our betters. We fly under the radar. See, I better keep my mouth shut or I'll lose my lord and I'll lose my benefit. I mean, the, the lord that you, your corporate lord who bestows your benefits because that's not that's freedom, right? That's what Republicans, conservatives call freedom. No, none, none of this e pluribus unum shit in a crisis. It's like we're laying around. We we were the ones. It was like the whole country went to Cancun and we were just lounging around during this pandemic. We had to they have to target it cuz otherwise We'll get too used to it, I guess. Maybe we get too used to the government functioning for the people. We can't have that, though. because you got to have somebody, you have to have a conservative swoop in when they're not needed and wanted. And nobody asked. Nobody. You understand the majority, 70% of the American people. When the hell do you get that? They know the American people are like, we need help, bitch. Joe Manchin, you go, go worry about your meth labs in West Virginia. And we're going to, that's who we're taking our cues from. The whole country in the grips of, the, of Joe Manchin. And I'm already over it. He can't even do anything about his own damn state. But the whole country, he wants to make the whole country like his state. And 16% poverty rate, yeah, growing poverty rate, indifference, stupidity. I'm not saying all West Virginia. I mean, we know Robin Kincaid lives in West Virginia and, and her family. But I'm talking about him. 
and the Republicans as a whole and the conservatives. I mean, well, he's not a Republican. Excuse me. I understand that. He's a, he, but it's a, always a problem. Conservatives, what do they bring to the table? If, if from where it looks, looks from where I'm sitting, they don't bring a damn thing to the table. In fact, they come into the table. They take for themselves. That's for sure. Don't worry. Joe Manchin is just fine. He's got a good government job. I don't know why people continuously vote for him and send him to represent them. What kind of scam are they running on these people who vote for this get for this idiot? What does he bring? I'm in uh, I'm in I'm just baffled by it. So we're going to have to continuously bow down to this loser who does who has bad ideas who sucks who does nothing but validate the conservative voodoo that got us into this boat to begin with because he's got a d after his name he pretends to be a democrat why i don't understand but i mean it's it, and the the other thing is is that it is it wasn't necessary. He, what is the point of taking an overwhelmingly popular bill that's also extraordinarily needed in a, in a moment that none of us will see again? This is, you know, a, a very crucial moment. Uh, then we have to have it's like the Great Depression. Here comes Herbert Hoover. Yeah, FDR is in the middle of the New Deal, and here we go. Here we gotta. Would FDR reach out to Herbert freaking Hoover? But we're forced to to endure this. I don't know what this moron. Both of them. Why? Why? It makes absolutely no sense for as for him in particular and and Chris Kirsten Cinema. I don't know. I keep saying her name wrong. I know. Is it Kirsten? Because I have Kirsten Gillibrand here. So Kirsten Cinema. 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 Kirsten. Yeah. Okay. Kirsten. K R K Y R. All right, here comes some music for your, for your beautiful ears, for your listening ears pleasures. Holy shit! <clears throat> yeah, um, so that's what I'm I'm confused about. So why would why it doesn't make any sense? What is the point? You have a a, a bill that's overwhelmingly popular and needed. To put it mildly, in this this moment where if we don't fix, if we don't go big and fix what the F is broke, we're done. This effing bastard is done. The whole country. We better get used to fascism. And oh yeah, here's Charlie Pierce wrote, well Charles Pierce wrote an article 
Democrats negotiated with themselves to find compromise for compromise sake. And this is why I can't stand Democrats. Not all of the Democrats, of course, all of the people that I can stand are Democrats. But these, who are these? These fake ass corporate shills who got us into this boat, who helped. What are you doing? What do they believe in? Some people can get health care. Some people can have living wages. This is not how it works. You look all over the world. Look to functioning democracies and say, I want to do that. That's what you would do if you're, see, that's what functioning adults do. Right? No, you don't wake up in the morning. You don't start from scratch every day. Everybody stands on somebody else's shoulders in the timeline of history. We all do. So uh, Einstein didn't go back to uh, the wheel and create the wheel and then up to E pluribus, not E pluribus, I mean E equals MC squared. So I don't know. Why? Why? What is the point? Why would the Democrats, these fake-ass Democrats, I don't know, why would they? It makes absolutely no sense. That's all I'm saying. Besides, it's all we need. We uh, Fuck these, um, excuse my language, but targeted relief? This whole country's suffering. So this is what they do. Who cares if somebody gets an extra $1,600 they might not need. Who effing cares? This is how they slice and dice us, though. You understand? Because while they're saying that, don't worry, Joe Manchin is fine. He's got health care for life. He's got a cushy government job. So, but he's there to judge who's the worthy poor or the worthy recipient of need or whatever, and the unworthy. And this is how they've always done it to us. So, and we will know we're on the right track, that this, that this country has a shot. If we, we understand as a whole that that doesn't work. That's why, again, we have socialist security as the example. FDR, thank God, so to speak, thank Nam-myoho-renge-kyo, whatever, that FDR did Social Security the way they did it. He understood that you had to make it universal or it would never last. What is wrong with these effing Democrats? They don't have to reach back and reach around to Ronald Reagan and give goddamn Ronald Reagan a reach around. All they got to do is look back into the history, the winning history of the Democratic Party and the Democratic Party initiatives that are the only things right now keeping many people above water. Socialist security, unemployment insurance. These are... uh, democratic policies so what is wrong Uh, 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 okay I'm sorry what is wrong with them what is wrong with him 
There's no reason for it. Politically, admit it doesn't make any sense, however you look at it, except he likes to look like uh, some kind of big, big king fish in this country. What does he do? Is he our daddy or something? We have to eat our peas? That's, remember when Barack Obama said that it was time to eat our peas or whatever? They would, and the and Paul Ryan said things like that. We have to eat like the American people. We're just a bunch of babies, you see. That's how they look at it. But what's scarier is that that's how the um, the lords looked at the people. They were the daddies, and the rest of us are just uh, babies that would eat ice cream and candy for breakfast. And would lounge around in our social safety net hammock if we were given half a chance. You can't. You got to have skin in the game, they always say. That's the one thing that they, that this is why Medicare has co-pays. That's how it was created. Because the whole conservative notion that people don't have skin in the game. You have to have skin in the game. As if we don't have skin in the game. We're the ones who have our entire skin, uh, the, our skin, our ancestors' skin, the, the, every, our entire family's skin in the game. We're the ones. We're out here on the front lines making the world go around when what? Joe Manchin, can, he can sit in his ivory goddamn tower. And and make decisions for his infantile constituents who, they, they, you know what, I, you need to learn to, um, to budget or whatever. It's so infuriating and it's uh, insulting, too. What do you mean? You got to target it. For what reason? What reason? No, was anybody asking? Were we was that the big ask in the country that um, we were overly concerned about who's getting? If somebody deserves the friggin' uh, re- part of the relief package, because that's what's important. It's so. Um, it, it also speaks to how much, obviously, Joe. I mean, Joe Manchin hates the people he pretends to represent. He's got to. He doesn't have any respect for them. And, and more, more, worse than that, he doesn't fear them in any sense. <clears throat> He'll let them starve. Oh, you, uh, you got it too good. Now, here in the th- uh, verge of the Third Republican Great Depression, you just are in, in a country where you can go bankrupt if you get sick or you're uh, working your three uniquely American low-paying jobs, you're just, um, you know, you might not be deserving enough in, in, in Joe Manchin's eyes. And it makes no sense, not only from an economic standpoint, because when you give the relief to people who spend the damn money. Everybody would spend, who cares? If so, uh, uh, one person, who cares? A fraction might not need it as much as others. But you gotta, what is this, Oliver Twist here? Please, sir, I'm, I, I promise I'm, I won't spend it at the, at the pub. 
it'll go all to um it's deserving things like food and a roof over my head i won't uh, i mean that's the thing about the american people right we we haven't had a vacation we don't have sick leave we don't have any kind of federally mandated vacation like other countries you know you get you get a month off in uh, in england that's it you get that just comes with the being an, a citizen. Here, the United States of Serfs and Lord, they wouldn't do that to us because they have us too brainwashed. They understand how divided we are, how we've been flooded from uh, the Telecommunications Act of 96 on with all this right-wing bullshit where we have to, we th if uh, means testing, let's means test, means test this economic crisis. 750,000 more people applied for unemployment. Yeah, we have it too good though. The rich keep getting richer. The working class keep get, getting uh, lower and lower on the ladder, becoming the working poor. And Joe Manchin and the likes and the other conservatives are are worried. That well, they well. We know the Republicans are worried at uh, what kind of fake, what kind of genital a uh, an uh, an anthropomorphic potato has and the democrats are they have to fill in that role because the republicans are just off to fascist cuckoo land and they well i guess we need our uh our big daddy to come in and make sure that we don't spend it all in one place all right <clears throat> So let me see. Here's Charlie Pierce. He writes, it's, it's out. It's infuriating. I don't know. Am I wrong here? Um, there's absolutely, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Charlie Pierce writes, under the changes agreed to by Biden and Senate Democratic leadership, individuals earning under $75,000 a year and couples earning $150,000 would still receive the full $1,400 per person benefit. However, the benefit would disappear altogether for individuals earning more than 80000 and couples earning more than 160000 That means singles making between eighty and 100000 and as well as couples earning between one hundred and sixty and 200000 are newly excluded from the partial benefit. There is absolutely no good reason to tamper with these benefits in this way. The crisis they are meant to alleviate is still severe. There are still virtually no Republicans willing to support this package, and the, this group of so-called moderate Democrats is not suicidal enough to have voted against the bill in its original form. There you go. What would have... Well, uh, eventually, he would have voted for it if they stuck to their guns. This is 
Um, exactly. So Charlie Pierce writes, this is compromise for compromise sake. Pure beltway ghost dancing, ghost dancing with the economic survival of millions at stake. This is what's so disgusting. Because we're not, we're not kidding around here, scummies. I'm talking to Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. Scummies. We're not kidding around, scummies. It was tough out here before the pandemic, you son of a bitch. What are you doing? If FDR was alive, he'd slap you with his crutch and you'd vote for it. What about Joe Biden and where's the VP? I'm not complaining 100%. I mean, yeah, I'm glad we have Joe Biden, of course. But we have to push these bastards left. Or we're done. It's done. I was actually pleased to hear Chris Hayes the other day. Who was he talking to? Somebody. Some Democrat came on the show. Wait, I'm losing my voice again. It's all the screaming, yes. You can, you can only imagine the stuff I don't scream. It's still in my head. Then you'd know, you'd say, wow, you're really restraining yourself. But he had, I can't remember who he had on his show, but he said to this person, this representative senator, that he, uh, he, he pressed him and said, do you realize that or how I'm trying to remember how I'm paraphrasing because he was like, you are aware that we only have this small window of opportunity to fix democracy. He actually, he said that to the guy. So, and I, he, and the Senator or whoever seemed to agree, but we, this is what we have to keep reiterating to these, these, you know, I don't know what, these bubble people, maybe that that's what it is. Maybe that is part of Joe Manchin's damage. What are you doing? You're so used to operating in one way, you can't you can't adjust for the crisis. He's so used to becoming to being this what what Republican? He's not even Republican light. He's a Republican. <clears throat> So that when in the middle of this crisis, you're applying the same rules too. when it's it's it was bad. It was a crisis before the crisis. We should have done this before the crisis, before the pandemic. (sighs) Gene Shaheen, Senator Gene Shaheen, that is Democrat of of New Hampshire, oh God, was among those who had called for changing the eligibility levels for checks. Because another one who thinks we have it too good out here in the United States of Serfs and Lords, where, uh, I mean, the statistics, how many, let's see, billionaires, let's see, wealth of billionaires compared to others let's say if what comes back there <clears throat> excuse me sorry 
Oh, look at this. The world's... This is for the world, though. The world's 2,153 billionaires have more wealth than 4.6 billion people combined. Isn't that wonderful? But we have it too good here. You see? Now we have to have a our job, our real, our regular job, our side gig job. Everybody, we have to have, everybody in the family's got to have some kind of side hustle going on. <clears throat> and the rich keep getting richer. They got one point, whatever it was, one, one and a half trillion dollars more wealth in the past six months. That's it. But the American people, eh, we have it too good. You might, that $1,400, one effing $1,400 stimulus, that ch it's once we're talking. This is not a monthly thing either, which would make it worse, really, for the, as far as, what if you're the one work, you know, you're, you got the help last time, just because you could make $75,000, it's all relative, and then the next time the, uh, you don't get it, you tell me that doesn't breed resentment. Of course it does. It breeds resentment and frustration and says, it doesn't matter. I'm nothing. Nothing matters here. The government doesn't, this is why people loathe Congress has like a 10% approval rating. <clears throat> I'm all for everybody. Get everybody get a goddamn check, period. End of sentence. We're in this together. If you don't need it, put it's good for you. Put it somewhere. Who cares? Nobody's, this is what they do. Nobody's going around saying, do you, well, this is what Republicans do. I don't need social security. You see, that's why we should means test it. This is how they destroy the country. All you got to do, we know how to fix the country. Make it universal. That helps. It starts, it also starts um, uh, the process, in my opinion, of when it comes to reparations. It's part of reparations for white Americans to, to understand that we, yes, we are in this together and stop fighting. You know, stop fighting universal health care. Because nothing says uh, e pluribus unum than, um, yeah, we're in this together. You got to go to a doctor. You're sick. We got you. It's so clear to me, <clears throat> and we have the we have the the historical examples. It's not like we're pulling it out of Sweden. We can all we could if that's the case. If you can only do something that USA 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 is so great and does everything wonderfully and correct, follow. The American example, then, then ensure that everybody has, uh, like, Social Security. 
We all get health care. We all are. And if you're unemployed, the government's the employer of last resort. CCC, WPA. We have so much work to be done. Oh, but, you know, people got to get rich or while we fall lower on the ladder. That's another thing. During the last four years, the middle class slipped below 50% of the population for the first time since, I think, the first Gilded Age or the Great Depression. I don't know. It doesn't matter. In 100 years, at least. And uh, that's not on the tip of everybody's tongue, too. What about Joe Manchin? What does he think of that? While he's got a target, this whole bullshit about um, fake deficit concern, that's another thing. We're in the middle of a crisis. On top of a crisis, you scums. God, and I'm so, what's even worse, too, is that I know that we're going to have to endure every, everything that we try to do. We have to, we're going to have to endure the likes of Joe Manchin. It's ridiculous. Did we vote for Joe Manchin in a national election? Did anybody? How about the parliamentarian? Did we vote for her? Remember? <clears throat> Jesus Christ. I'm no, people are tuning out because I keep clearing my throat. I apologize. Getting old ain't fun. Here. Okay, March 2020, total wealth of U.S. billionaires grew from $240 billion in 1990 to $2.95 trillion in March of 2020. U.S. billionaires' total wealth in March 2020 was 12 times more than their total wealth in 1990, while billionaires' total wealth fell. This is in 2020. <laughs> this is before... This is an outdated statistic. Fell by 6% from 2000 to 2010 as a result of the Great Depression. I mean, Great Recession. The re- Excuse me, again. Republican Great Reche- Recession. <laughs> I can't talk. Um, it shot up by 85%. Oh, well, there it's back to where they want it. And now it's even more. It shot up 85% from 2010 from 2010 to 2020. Now, what happened to the American working class in those 10 years, too? Never mind the Great Recession, the Republican Great Recession. What happened in the 10 years after that? The middle class got lower and lower and lower on the ladder. And we're still getting lower. Still. I can't handle it. God, sorry, I know. <laughs> Let me see, who's here? Who's in the chat room? Is anybody, he- is anybody here? Does anybody remember laughter? Hmm, I don't see Greg. Where the fuck is Greg? Hmm. <clears throat> yes, Grogu in the chat. If Dems had the house... And slash Senate, Trump would have got a few GOP to vote for the $15 minimum wage just for a win. Yes. 
Yeah, that's true. Well, Trump at the first agrees. Trump said he was for the $15 minimum wage, but who can believe anything he says? Of course, Trump is like Hitler in that way, in many other ways as well, but that's another thing Hitler would do. In his Hitler's rise to power, he would he gave a lot of speeches and depending on the the group he was speaking to he would adjust his his various levels of vitriol and and uh targeted minority group du jour or he, uh, even labor unions he gave speeches to labor unions and yeah of course the republicans are don't know the difference between what whatever something is called and what it is the national socialists were not socialists per se they were as much socialists as the people's democratic republic of north korea is a democratic republic but anyway i'm trying to think not well <laughs> that's your first mistake I'm thinking to myself, am I done railing against Joe Manchin? I don't know. We'll get back to it, of course. We always will. I'm sure he'll give us plenty of opportunities. But I, I, this whole targeting thing. Well, just to finish up Charlie Pierce's article. I didn't read the whole thing. Just some excerpts. But Manchin... Let's see, let's see, let's see. Gene Shaheen, blah, blah, blah. Yes, yes, yes. She said she would hope to redirect the savings that would change from the change towards other needs, she said. Oh, well, aren't you a wonderful mommy to us unwashed little children? Narrowing eligibility for the stimulus checks. Because who... The American people would never get out of their social safety net hammocks if everybody got a stimulus check of fourteen hundred. We Jesus, where do we do first? Where do we go? Chuck E. Cheese? That would be it. Just be nothing but whores and hammocks everywhere. No one would. Nothing would happen. We'd finally have a general strike by accident. Because nobody would go to work. We'd all be... Uh, trucks would stop. Only by, uh, because... They were... Uh, they had their money. They were done. They didn't... They, they wanted to nap. They wanted to eat ice cream in bed and nap. While it dripped all over the fronts of their shirts. Uh, that's... What would happen? <clears throat> you know. The American people were just looking for any opportunity and there are so many here in the united states of serfs and lords we are give us any reason to lounge around in the social safety net hammock in the middle of a, a pandemic that's near that's killed 500,000 of our fellows and has us on the verge of another republican great depression yeah we're we Give us any reason to just lounge around. You know how far you can lounge around? You can lounge around your whole life away with that $1,400 check. Nothing would happen. Who would, 
who would do all the work? Who would show up? Who would do the DoorDash and the Ubers? Who would Uber um, Joe Manchin in West Virginia when he avoids the meth labs and we're on way to wherever the hell he goes to for a photo op? Who cares? I mean, who would do these things? If everybody got $1,400, we'd all just stay home in our hammocks. That's that's what they think. I guess we have it too good out here. Could you imagine this ha- happening? What would the Swedes do? Well, the people of New Zealand, this would never happen. There wouldn't be all of this bullshit. It's everybody in. Nobody. There would be a community spirit. Who gives a shit to waste time? Of course, the Republicans want to waste time and show that so nothing will ever pass and everybody dies. That's their purpose. But who, who really is overly focused? Who cares? Who gets these $1,400? I'm Jean Shaheen. We must ensure only the neediest people get that $1,400 windfall. It's more money than most of these rubes have ever seen. Really? I don't know. It's unreal. It says, where, where do they live? What do they think people are going to be able to do with $1,400? What's that? Rent, maybe, for a month? When your back rent is... You're, you haven't paid rent in six months. That's... Oh, and no, don't worry. There's an eviction moratorium, but that doesn't mean that you're... There's a uh, jubilee on your debt... It's not like uh, your debt's going anywhere. It's just compounding. Oh, but that $1,400, don't spend it all in the in, at the casino. You might as well take that fourteen. No, don't. I was going to say. Put it on red. Come on. Come on, Junior. Are you, are you coming up? You want to. I know you do. Come on. Come on. Oh, my God. Oh, good. There you go. I guess I had not. I, he didn't want me to look at him while well, he jumped. All right. I have to rearrange everything now. Now that the cat's here. Everybody. Ladies and gentlemen. Wait a minute. It's Tara Jr. Jr. <laughs> look at him. Look at him. Look at him. He's good. He's nice. He's a good boy. He's got a lot of purrs going on. Let's see if we can hear them. Let's see. Shh, shh. Can you hear that? Good. I bet you can. <laughs> I don't know. People are like, what? What is this show? What's up? What's happening? <clears throat> she loses her voice every show, and then she has a cat come up and start talking into the mic. She can't even talk into the mic herself. She's, what is wrong with her? 
I know. I don't think I've been using the mic the whole show. <laughs> I've been trying not to scream into the mic. Because I don't think that is a nice sound. Oh my God, what? Oh, I see you, Greg. Now I see you. Good, you're here. I have... Was taking attendance, and I noticed that you were tardy. All right, let's see. Oh, welcome, 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 welcome to hell. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Republic clown voters are still too clueless to know that they've gotten duped by a bozo reality TV star. Yes, this is good, good, good segue. I want to talk about the QAnon scum of the earth okay hold on let's play that thing so he was on or will be uh, on uh, cbs they they teased an interview with the QAnon shaman so-called this scumbag otherwise known as the dupe known as the QAnon shaman and well cbs got into some trouble today Let's see, shaman. Because giving this freak a platform. But I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, we're going to give him a platform, but we're going to rip it apart. That's what we do. This is sort of like clean up on aisle, whatever, corporate media. That should be a segment on the show, actually. If I had a producer, if I had enough patrons at patreon.com slash Devlin and then a producer can come in and help that I didn't have to do everything. This is a one-man band. That's why I look like this. I'm exhausted. I'm only 14. Look at me. I haven't had a, sl- had a sleep in years. But what was I saying? Um, yeah. We should do that. Clean up on aisle something. Medias. Uh, corporate media. Clean up on aisle... Uh, whatever it's still fest it's a it's a process so um anyway they were getting in trouble or whatever people were commenting that not in trouble what what what, what trying to trouble we not get in trouble people were giving them eh, they had i had the same feeling they were criticizing the um <clears throat> cbs for normalizing an insurrection that's what they did. Uh, I want to play this because uh, we'll we will uh, get some it laughs maybe I don't know. Is it laughing when you want to cry? Here. We'll hear arguments tomorrow on whether the man known as the QAnon shaman should be released before his trial. Jacob Chansley was arrested after the January 6th assault on the Capitol. You see him there in an outfit that would get you in trouble in a 7-Eleven, let alone the Capitol. He's got trouble? face paint on. He's got trouble? horns, buffalo skin, coyote skin. He's a moron. He's telling his story for the first time from jail as he faces some very serious charges up to 20 years behind bars. Chansley spoke with Lori Siegel for the brand new streaming program, 60 Minutes Plus. Your actions on okay. January 6th were an attack on this country. Do you understand that? No, they did not, ma'am. My actions were not an attack on this country. That is incorrect. That is inaccurate. Really? How no. How would you describe them? My actions personally? On January 6th. 
my actions on January 6th, how would I describe them? Well, I sang a song and that's a part of shamanism. It's oh about um, creating positive vibrations in a sacred chamber. I also stop oh. people from stealing and vandalizing that sacred space, the Senate. Okay, I actually stopped somebody from Except you left the note for Mike Pence saying room. justice is coming. I or said a prayer in that sacred chamber because it was my intention. Oh my God. And who invited you to the sacred chamber? Nobody. Who asked you, liar? So this is why. So CBS is giving this more, more, um, it's amplifying this bullshit. Giving and not refuting what he's saying. This is why it's dangerous too. No, wait, weren't you? Uh, and she's so timid about it too. Stop people from stealing and vandalizing that sacred space, the Senate. Okay, I actually stopped somebody from stealing muffins out of the. Out oh. Of the room. I also did you stop them from shitting in the on the carpet? To bring divinity and to bring God back into. Oh, the Senate. that's what we need. But Jake, legally, you were not allowed to be in what you're calling the sacred chamber. And that is, and that is. It's the like one she's his little sister that's trying to talk some sense. But Jake, you know, you're in the. You weren't supposed to be there. But here, keep let him keep rambling his bullshit justifications. Very serious regret that I have was believing that when we were waved in by police officers that it was acceptable. Do you still uh, believe really? you're a patriot? I consider my It's acceptable to stop the the constitutionally proscribed electoral college vote. You're you were going uh, you were just went in there to say a prayer and stop people from stealing muffins, but nobody asked you to be there anyway. While the whole world was watching, these these traitors embarrass us. This is what the world thinks about the country. I guess yeah, I get it. it. Must be like what it feels like for normal people in Joe Manchin state when I start railing against West Virginia. But it's embarrassing. It's terrible. The whole world, I have to apologize. I, that's what I say when I meet people from other countries. I, was like, I say, I'm sorry. We're trying. And then, of course, I wish... I know, don't say grandma. I want my grandma, I want her to explain. What the hell? She was thinking myself a lover of my country you're not I a lover of your country you're not a, clearly he's not he hasn't learned anything he hasn't changed his, his eyes aren't open to the reality to what he's done isn't that part of your rehabilitation you have to at least admit your crime he's still justifying it as the rest of them are that's why Congress, the people, uh, the House was closed today. They were working from home, apparently, because of the morons that we have to share this country with who are so brainwashed and manipulated and duped by the very entities that want to keep us divided. They're doing their part. If you, I watched that Vice documentary on Q. 
it's you should check it out. It's uh, it's unbelievable how how stupid how these people. What kind of world do they live in? They they really do think that Hillary Clinton that, that the elites that political the politicians actors Hollywood. Whoops, sorry. Um, Hillary Clinton, of course, Anderson Cooper, Tom Hanks, that was another one that they mentioned. They really believe that they drink the blood of babies. That's part of the conspiracy where they think, um, and the, and the, the blood, it has to be harvested when the child and it's a blood of babies and children who, but they have, and when the child is being terrified in some way, so they torture children to get their adrenal gland or something. I don't know. Adrena. There's a, there's a name for it. And apparently that's, they're all, it's all the rage in, uh, in the halls of power. And they believe it. It's really a grift. It's also, uh, well, they had a, there were a few um, hypotheses. They were trying to figure out who exactly was Q or is Q. And they concluded, well, there were a few, there was, of course, some people were saying it's a psyops. It's... So it's a control mechanism, of course, whether it's from some other country or in t- inside our own country, that's to be determined. But oh, Michael Flynn, he's all up in this. And uh, his brother, who was also a general, was w- responsible. Something just happened. One of the lights just went out. Um for uh, this is the thing well as far as this january 6th but he was respond he was on the decision making whatever that um that delayed the arrival of the national guard on january 6th and then the army lied about it that he was in the in a position to make these decisions but that's beside the point but he's a QAnon. And so is Michael Flynn. So when Michael Flynn gave his, uh, whatever it was on the 4th of July, took the oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic, because that's what you do on the 4th of July. You take a fake oath for a live stream or you put it up on your Twitter feed. And in between the oath, you inject the, where we go one, we go all which is the QAnon slogan. But they really do believe that it's like this puzzle. And there are some people and either they're a grifter or they're terrifying. Because if they actually believe what, what they're saying, it's hard to believe that they believe it. 
And it's meant to divide, but who falls for it? Who falls for this shit? They don't, how do you think? People want to just get through the day. Who's got the time to come up with all this conspiracy of uh, drinking the blood of babies? Who the hell has the time? to come up with it all and ha- and have it go on for decades and invite only certain people as if this would be able to continue, as if it would not have come out. That's the thing about human beings. Have you noticed? People cannot keep secrets. You can't keep your mouth shut. Trump couldn't keep his filthy fascist mouth shut. When the Russian ambassador came in, he had to spew all our secrets because he wanted to look like he, he was uh, important. And he knows what a little bitch he is. So that's, that's the way people are. They, people can't keep their mouths shut. Take an o- uh, taking an oath on a live stream is not an oath. Uh, that, so... You could tell people, well, you can't tell this. You got to take an oath not to tell this. Really? How long would that last? You're talking about decades and decades of of this uh, secret lizard people. That's the other thing. They're lizards. They're not even human, some of them. This is what they believe. And then they have... People, I uh, say, actually, when I was on Brad Bannon's show and Mark Grimaldi said that his, uh, I, well, maybe I'm wrong. It was a QAnon or just a Trump NZ. But he was saying that he had a falling out with some of his relatives over their adherence to this bullshit. But it's like, it's amazing. Who has... They actually think that people have the time and the energy to concoct a a decades, generations long secret society to drink blood of the blood of children. So what? So for what reason? So. Of course, it's the Democrats doing this, and Trump is trying to expose it all. That's um, how they they were reading his tweets, that he would tweet something like, um, this is the calm before the storm, all the stupid things that he would say. And then on the QAnon board, it would be, that's the code for whatever, some other craziness. But like all sick cults, there's this overarching umbrella of of benevolence. Oh, we're only against child uh, sex trafficking. Who the fuck isn't? Oh, you're really going out on a limb. I'm so against child uh, sex trafficking. Okay. That's called being a human being. Who? Not, can't, uh, nobody's going to really be for that. At least in public. 
<sighs> but that's why they're so they're exhausting. They have to be exhausted. But what kind of a mind is that stupid? How is this possible? That's why I say they're wastes of human DNA, these Republicans. Really? You have all of that DNA. We have rovers on Mars right now because of human DNA. Able to come up with that. Do things like that. And then you have this bullshit. How stupid do you have to be? And uh, and the other thing is that nothing that QAnon, whatever, whoever it may be, nothing they say comes to fruition. It doesn't ever happen. It never materializes. Nobody gets arrested. There was a, another story in Q that went around that Hillary Clinton, this is the day. Trump, he's going to expose the deep state and Hillary Clinton's going to be in jail. She's going to be indicted. They're going to be arresting her today. It's coming. And it never happens. Nobody gets arrested. Nobody, really. And then what? So they just adjust like every other dead-ender cult. That's what they are, the Republican greed-centered dead-ender death cult. They just adjust. Oh, it's the end of the world. The end is near. And then, never happened. So, oh, well, the end is, uh, it's next week. I was, I misinterpreted it. All right, let's continue with this guy. Constitution. I consider myself a believer in truth and our founding principles. Really? I well, my... then you've learned nothing. And why is CBS broadcasting this? He's learned nothing. Then lock him, lock him up. Lock him up. Lock him up. A believer in God. Lori Whatever. Siegel is a 60 Minutes Plus correspondent and the founder of Dot 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 Media. Lori, good morning to you. We should add, while he was protecting those muffins, he also had a flagpole with a spear point at the end that prosecutors say was a weapon. Uh, and he wrote a note to Mike Pence saying, justice is coming. So clearly the shaman contains multitudes. What surprised you the most? Yeah, I think what was uh, interesting, especially at the end of this interview, he was shouting, see me, see me, see me. from prison. Um, and, you know, this was one of the most seen men in America on a day that was a stain on democracy here in America. And I said, well, what do you want people to see? And he kept saying, I'm, you know, I'm nonviolent. I'm peaceful. I'm a shaman. But then you shaman. put those images that we were just talking about. You He's put those so, images. That's the other thing about him. He's a shaman? Oh, they call him Dances with Karens. <laughs> It's such an insult. He's a shaman. This stupid scum co-opting somebody else's culture. Of course, this racist pig. No offense to pigs. You know how I love pigs, and they would never act like a dumbass Trump and Z QAnon follower. But even that in itself, for him, this moron this easily duped self-aggrandizing idiot he has to has to denigrate somebody else's culture 
He's like a, uh, they cannot help themselves but be racist and stupid and, and insensitive. While all the while, what? Play, pretending everything they do is because of love? That is that, that's his excuse. I love my country. Really? You just need to save it from the pedophile uh, blood drinkers. Together, and that isn't an image of, you know, of peace. This is uh, the new face of extremism in America, so you have to pay yeah. attention to it. Yeah, you have to pay attention to it. It's hardly letter from Birmingham jail, but it is relevant for the following reason. Like many others that day, Jacob said he was there because he thought that former President Donald Trump, quote, had his back. Let's take a listen to that part of the interview. What was it about Donald Trump that you oh, felt so fiercely loyal to? That you hung on every word you and hung you interpreted on his words. Shut your mouth, lady. You hung on his every word. And you 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 salivated and you you dripped with anticipation. What was it about this wonderful orange fascist con man that that you so connected with? So fiercely loyal to. She's got like a, a little sly smile on her face. That's the thing. In order to be an effective interviewer, I wouldn't know. Trust me, I know. But, and as well, when it comes to the news, you this is human nature in, in action right here. Because when you meet people and you're talking to people, you want the, you, you want to be nice. People don't like confrontation. So, you want to be polite and nice and respectful. That's why it's a, it's it's an art. It's difficult. Not everybody can do it to be a an actual effective interviewer. Not have to not worry about somebody being offended or whether they like you or not or whether you're respectful or not. How you're coming off, and that's what she's doing with him. That's so obvious to me. You're giving him a little bit more validation than he needs. What is it that you should say? You're a traitor. Don't even say it. Don't even, why even have him? You're a traitor. You're delusional. Come back to us when you've seen the light, maybe. Maybe if you were contrite in any way. If he wanted to take this opportunity to apologize to the American people and the world for his part in making us look like douchebags and also destroying democracy in the process. But the embarrassment being the poster child for authoritarianism. Every authoritarian would love to shake this sucker's hand. All the what they don't they couldn't have destroyed democracy without him. The PR value, the return on investment in the PR against democracy, that's priceless. And that's him. He loves this kind. Con- oh, you. Lo- that's what I cannot stand about these Republicans, these conservatives. They love the country. Well, act like it. You love the country? Well, when the autocrats of Earth are cheering and using your antics 
as an example of why, see, why democracy does not work, then how can you actually, how could you really fool yourself into thinking that you love this country? How dare you? You know, it's like when somebody is a drunk driver and kills somebody, the whole um, media, if they ever get in front of a camera, media, that isn't nice to them. Media is not like, well, I understand you have a disease, but what made you want to get in the car and kill that that family? I know it's tough. Uh, it would be, of course, they would vilify the person and they would moralize uh, rightfully so. That would be the angle of the interview. It wouldn't be, um, they wouldn't coddle the person. They wouldn't. Uh, you wouldn't be confused. You wouldn't walk away confused as to where, what, what is the, uh, what, you know, what the um, message is. Whereas here in the CBS, and why isn't she treating him with the same vitriol that you would somebody that got behind the wheel of a car drunk and killed people? Because that's what they're doing. They're not in their right mind. They're deluded. They're drunk on this bullshit. Their minds have been poisoned. They're sick. And then they get, they, they behave in ways that, whatever, that puts us all at risk. It's nothing to, why do we have to treat it like it respectfully? There's nothing to respect here. They, they lost the election. Twitler lost. They, first of all, they should have known. But I always say this. It's uh, the thing that drives me insane about anybody who votes for Twitler or voted for him twice. My God. was should have known the second he came down the escalator, what he was, what he is, a fascist and a danger to democracy. If this was a functioning democracy where the America, where the majority of people were educated and informed, they would have recoiled from him. If this were a country where we had a functioning society and, and perhaps maybe one day down the road, if we ever, conf if we ever survive and confront our racist, divisive, divide and conquer tactics. But. <sighs> All right, let's keep going. And you interpreted his words. You in interpreted ways. them. I developed a lot of sympathy for Donald Trump because it seemed like the media was picking on him. It seemed like the establishment oh. was going after him. And listen, the this is why putting this asshole on the air without uh, just letting him rip, without moralizing, without the judgment that he rightfully deserves. You could, I guess, with this... Bipartisan, I guess we're supposed to look neutral. Is that neutral? You're neutral to somebody who believes the big lie. It's a lie. 
We've been telling you. Twitler's a con man. Stop the pretending. Here's the thing with the with the corporate media mouthpieces. Why? Why do you have to give him the validation? Just like they're validating this idiot, the QAnon fake shaman, giving Twitler the same kind of validation by not incessantly reminding the American people that he, that Twitler is a con man. Yeah, he was, he is the president. Whatever. He received fewer votes. He became president by a technicality. He received fewer votes. And he's a documented con man who is now spreading a dangerous lie. That's it. If you had to for whatever reason, you felt the need that you had to appear neutral. There's no neutrality in that. Just like there would be no neutrality in what stance you take against a story, what side you're on in a story about a drunk driver, right? What side might you be on? Twitler's a liar. He, this guy is a dupe. No, he's not picked on. That's called the free press. You know, in that constitution you pretend to love so much. It's so shocking to me how the, the cognitive dissonance, yet again, they love America. What do you love? What's, what's, what do you love about America when you're trying to destroy her? You don't, what, what do you love? The, you hate the press. You hate the votes. You hate counting the votes. So what about, what do you love? What is this love? He's like, oh, the Constitution, the Constitution. The, the, these Republicans, like parrots. Squawking, the Constitution, the con- what do you, they don't know anything about the Constitution. What do they know about the Constitution? They know what they learned on QAnon and a random meme on 4chan. That they, that's how they learn history, through memes and movies. In the, you know, the Hollywood that they hate. They're so tedious. Oh, God. The other day, that's what I was going to talk about with Ted Cruz. He, him quoting movies constantly. And, yeah, movie. Remember the video, the fascist video that Trump played on the day of the attack? It starts with the all the messages about the secret... Jewish cabal that's actually controlling government and uh, images of the Hollywood sign. That's who they are. They, it's like they, they really, they love Hollywood. It's so, it's, uh, it's really baffling too. That's another thing. Why doesn't the corporate media do a story like on these Republicans, the, how full of how just phony they are phony everything about them hating hollywood yet 
They're the ones who elect a reality TV star. The worst part of Hollywood. The worst kind of entertainment. Ugh, whatever. All right, let's keep going. Unnecessarily or unfairly. And I had unfairly. Why? 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 Trump was just being bullied. That's what he's saying. Trump was bullied. You know, the one who called Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig. Right? Nervous Nancy and a pencil neck shift. Oh, Trump is a bully. He was the, not bully. I mean, Trump is the bullied. He's the poor, poor put upon. According to the, to the dupe. That, that is allowed to sit there and say this shit over American media. So millions of people hear it. Oh, and those, the very misinformed, they're uninformed and ill-informed. For whatever reason, perhaps they're just they're just too exhausted from their three uniquely American low-paying jobs to pay attention. They come drifting in and out with the TVs on, and they hear things like Trump is being bullied by the press. They're picking on him. Just like me, I was bullied too, and I feel for him. This is what he's saying. People are going to, that's how it spreads. Oh, I heard that. Trump is bullied. They pick on him. No, I'm not like anybody's ever questioned his birth, the origin of his birth. I, mean, I questioned not his birth, where he was born, or whether he's human or not. That's what I question. Oh, God. All right. It's, it's, it's unreal. And then, of course, the woman who's doing the interview should, should say, are you insane? What's wrong with you? He's, he's bullied? The one, the one who calls people fat pigs and mocks Ted Cruz's wife the way, he, the way she looks, as if she calls her ugly, basically. That's what he did. That guy, he's picked upon. The one who, in front of everyone, his monstrous Nuremberg rally of dupes and the world, said, uh, did an imitation of a disabled reporter. Because that's normal, right, for uh, an adult. I mean, it's, if a kid did that, we would, we would punish them. They would be sent to detention. But in the sick, twisted mind of the fascists that have entirely too much control over everything that happens in this country, despite being the minority with a minority viewpoint, we're, we're forced to endure these freaks because we have an, an entirely useless, irredeemable political party that gets political benefit from it. They, because ultimately it comes down to the oldest trick in the book. If these freaking con QAnon morons really want to see the conspiracy, it is not the, the conspiracy that has been right in front of our faces for 10,000 years. It's 
the make the rich richer game. That's it. It's always it's the same game it's always been. Stupids. Queuing on moron. Don't embarrass yourself. Stop embarrassing yourself because you're too stupid to realize that you're a racist and into that brokenness steps the grifters. But it's it's over. I'm sick of them. Their, their inability to evolve and join the human race is what's is what's wrong is what's keeping us back from having a more perfect union or at least trying that's the other thing that offends republicans just trying trying because unless you're doing the, unless the government is doing something to make the rich richer it doesn't seem to have a purpose at all for republicans that's it they get in government to ingratiate themselves and their friends. How they turn around now and the balls to be to position themselves as the party of the of the working people. That goes to show you how in, ingrained the grift is, how how stupidly racist, how broken we are. I don't know. I I see the matrix here. When it comes to all of this with these with the, the real game that's going on and the, how the useless idiots. And what do you think? I mean Trump, he gives a shit. Oh, it, well let's just keep going with this guy. Hold on. And I had been a victim of that all of oh, my life. Oh, you poor baby. School or at home. You and Trump are so, so victimized. I identified with a lot of the negative things that he was going through. Are you and fucking I honestly believed, me? Uh, and still believe that he cares about uh, the Constitution, that he cares about the American people. Tell him to spell Constitution. Tell him to ask him off the cuff. What? What? Give me one. One article. Of course, he would never know. Because he is an ignorant, the mo- probably the most ignorant Twitter troll, well, especially Twitter troll, but the most ignorant waste of human DNA that's ever squatted in any halls of pa- any hall of power all over the world. In every goddamn country. I don't think there's, there's oh, of course there's been as immoral people but I don't think there's ever been a more ignorant person. And to call him a person is to honor him. An ignorant, ignorant, willfully ignorant. That's the way it is. We have everything handed to you, and you, kill, you still can't spell Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. That goes to show you what a dumbass you are. What it, well, not just that. It, it's the ignorance. The intellectual incuriosity. And But what's wrong with us? That's what I, I kept saying the whole time, those four years. What's wrong with us? We let it continue. Well, I tell you, I know. As I'm saying it, I'm hearing the answer. It's because we've been divided. 
We have silos of information. The pro- it, it, this country is so ripe for an authoritarian takeover. It, all, it has always been teer- teetering on the edge. But when Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act of 96, that was it. Then the writing was on the wall. You could almost... I, I am sure that future, his future generations, historians will look back and sociologists, social scientists, political scientists will look back and they will point to the Telecommunications Act of 96 with when uh, the decline of the American experiment really went cooking full bore. Is that even a saying, a statement? Well, I made it up. Cooking full bore. That's it. Because you had Reaganomics that started it, but you couldn't. Clinton got elected on, as all Democrats always do, on uh, progressive promises. Of course, then... I don't know. Well, Clinton was no progressive. But if you listen to some, go back and listen to Clinton's uh, stump speeches. That's how they always act. Even the Republicans pretend. They, they pretend to be for the people. And what did Clinton do? I mean, it's all part of the decline and fall of the American experiment. It really is. And we, yeah, have to take... We have to take stock of it. And I know the good thing is that the Democrats, there are Democrats that know this. And we just got to make sure there are more Democrats that know this. While the Republicans are doing everything they can to ensure that we we won't have a democracy. They want to make sure they count the votes. That's it like all over the world where autocrats have elections doesn't matter who votes who counts the votes but all right here what were we saying about the QAnon shaman like the establishment was going after him unnecessarily or unfairly Aww. and i had been a victim of that all of my you life whether it be at school baby. or at home so See, in many ways i identified with a lot of the negative things that he was going through get the f- and i honestly believed and let me point out again she just lets him say this shit. It's one thing to let him say it, but it's another thing to not not uh, correct the record. Uh, and still believe that he cares about uh, the Constitution, that he cares about the American people. And that's also why it you know, wounded me so deeply. Wounded you. It me so greatly that I and others did not get a pardon. Oh, it wounded you so deeply. It wounded me to see a bunch of traitors storm the Capitol. It really did. It wounded others. It actually wounded Officer Sicknick to the point that he's not even alive anymore. And then others took their own lives. Could you imagine the the post-traumatic stress from this event when your own country, men and women, a bunch of morons storm the Capitol, assault you 
for hours, over four hours, to no, no avail. Nobody do, comes to your aid because you've got the con man in the White House who's sitting around enjoying it because of these idiots who fell for it. You can only have an insurrection if morons show up who believe the, the, the lie. And the, this woman here, who's interviewing the, this idiot, Jacob Asshole, whatever his name is, uh, Chan, Chansley, Jacob Chansley, she's committing ma- uh, media malpractice or, well, journalist malpractice. You don't give somebody a platform to spew lies unless you're catapulting the propaganda, as Bush said. You, if they say something, you have to correct it. They say something inaccurate. You don't just leave it out there because that lack of correcting the record gives the impression to low-information voters that um, he's saying something that's true. Then becomes a thought virus. Trump is so picked on trump loves the constitution he really loves me there's voter fraud they stole the election you see it was so um unviciously stolen and then she doesn't even say anything no you're wrong you're that's stupid you're a liar shut your face brett that fierce loyalty She asks him about his loyalty. Trump was picked upon. He loves the Constitution. And I I was picked on, too. And where does that loyalty come from? What do you think? Why do you love him so? Is it his, his, the fact that he, he, he loves America, in your opinion? And he really loves and cherishes the Constitution, as you said? Or is it that he himself is bullied by the media, like you said? Or as you believe? Or is it that he's the best, he's the greatest businessman, isn't he? Hasn't he, uh, as you say, what you th- that's what you said. He's a businessman, right? All, and he built himself up from nothing, right? Like you said. He had nothing. He only took a small loan of a million dollars, or so he said. And then he built the, the greatest, biggest, bestest, most amazing company that the world has ever seen like you said right that's the way you believe right entering that building i regret entering that building with every fiber of my being but you don't regret the loyalty to donald trump no interesting Lori. so he's not interesting no he he said you know behind bars he says he still is loyal to to donald trump i think what's so fascinating to me is he is holding so tightly onto those beliefs that put him 
in jail. You know, he believed what? that Donald Trump had his back. He said to me over and over again, you know, and he's still behind bars. And when we're talking to him, you still hear some of these conspiracy theories. He doesn't believe uh, that the election was won correctly. He believes that it was fraudulent, which, of course, it was not. You know, See, you that's how you really do it. understand the depth of the conspiracies, uh, you know, that that happened, that this man showed up on January 6th. So it's interesting to try to oh, understand it's interesting, how we got as to you this say. point. And I think it's important to understand important how we too. got to this point. I, I agree oh, is I it important? can make you smile, but the situation itself is very serious, and it's important that we understand why it happened. Is it important to understand? We didn't understand anything. So that's what they're saying. Well, it's important that we understand where this is coming from. What is, What did we learn? It's, uh, what did we learn? What's the point? Oh, it's important that we know where it's coming from. What? He didn't learn a damn thing. He hasn't changed. He hasn't adjusted his viewpoint. He still thinks he was correct. He's wounded that the con man didn't come to his aid, but did come. Well, he doesn't. That's what he is. He's a con man. But he, funny enough, did come to the aid of the of his uh, his friend Steve Bannon, who, who was arrested for duping the dupes, the Trump dupes. So that says everything. It's a it's a grift, but whatever. Um, she's in the the these two crack corporate media reporters are agreeing. They want us to understand that we need to understand this. Even though, what? What does it make us understand when we see an idiot who's unrepentant? It would be, wouldn't it be more uh, effective if they had somebody on one of the QAnon morons who was contrite, who said, I was wrong, I apologize. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for my country, what I did to my country how I gave the dictators of Earth justification to continue to their brutal, oppressive regimes. For them, they set back the entire cause of democracy, decades, generations. How many America, how many America, how many human beings all over the globe will suffer in authoritarian regimes because of them of the of the trump cult and now what this isn't doing anything for us cbs whatever whoever your name is <laughs> it's not doing anything you're not helping it doesn't inform us it doesn't inf it doesn't even inform him the QAnon shaman moron. It didn't even educate him. So what do we know? We know he's a unrepentant idiot, a cultist who hasn't changed, who needs, who's still in desperate need of deprogramming. Doesn't help. My God. They don't help. They're not helping. This is the corporate media. <sighs> and it's part of the problem. It really, really is. Hold on a second. Let me see. Beep, beep, beep. 
Papa. <coughs> I cannot talk over there. Let's see. Oh, here's another thing I want to talk about. And then we will call it a night. I don't know. <laughs> Did you see? Okay. I hate Republicans. You know that. I apologize. Let me apologize. Let me get this off my chest. I hate Republicans. Conservatives, really. Of any stripe. So, But they concentrated in the Republican Party for so many reasons. Every single day, they give me another reason. And today, partly, I mean, I, I always have that baseline of my opinion about them. But today... I had another opportunity to re renew my hate for the Republican Party by the by uh, because of Marco Rubio. Basically, there's so many things. Uh, so today, I don't know. All right, let me play this thing first. So to bring you up to speed, because Joe Biden gave a little speech. Well, whatever. He was all, it was off the cuff, and. I'm trying to find the video. Sorry, guys. This is why I say become a patron. Then we will have people to go fishing for the videos. It's called a producer. And then I will be able to do the show and somebody will cue it up instead of me trying to fill in while I'm searching. All right. So Joe Biden said, was talking about the Texas mask, the, um, the repealing of the mask mandate. I mean, Texas, which has all five, so far, five variants have been discovered for the coronavirus, of the coronavirus, uh, some more deadlier than others. It's mutating. This is not good. And all five of these known variants, which means there's more. We just don't know it yet. Uh, have all of these five variants have been discovered in Texas. But um, now Joe Biden, uh, well, uh, he he had something to say about that. Texas, I think it's a big mistake. Oh, wait. Had something to say about repealing the mask mandate. Did I say that? Yes. Which is ridiculous. And also, I mean, I have to wonder about Texas. There's still dealing with the Republican ineptitude of last week. But now let's kill more people. How much do you have to hate yourself? I don't know. Or hate the people you pretend to represent. You really want them to die? And it's because every time we take one step forward with this pandemic, we're we take three steps back because of these filthy fascist Republicans that can't, they're not patriotic. They can't, they can't, they, they're just selfish. What is the reason? It's, it's baffling. So we're not only battling the pandemic and the virus, we're battling the morons of this country. Enough is enough. I'm so over them. I don't know about you. I'm really over it. I'm over having to pretend that 
that they're that they even have an interest in having a civic community spirit. They've they they feel more like uh, the enemies from within, from everything. We have a virus. We're the COVID capital of Earth. Isn't that embarrassing? Just like the the Trump banzees storming the Capitol. That's embarrassing. Everything that they get their hands on, these conservatives, it dies. It turns to crap. They make us the laughing stock of Earth. All right. Listen. So Joe Biden had something to say about it. You know how he is. Texas, I think it's a big mistake. Look, I hope everybody's realized by now these masks make a difference. We are on the cusp of being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease because of the way in which we're able to get vaccines in people's arms. We've been able to move that all the way up to the end of May to have enough for every American to get every adult American to get a shot. And the last thing, the last thing we need is the Neanderthal thinking that in the meantime, everything's fine. Take off your mask. Forget it. Good for him. So, of course, the Republicans came out and uh, criticized Joe Biden. Uh, Marco Rubio. Wait, hold on. He said, wait, hold on. Rubio, I have everything usually, and now I can't find it. That's usually what happens, you know. You know how it goes. Become a patron at patreon.com slash terrible if you want the show to be smoother. Uh, Marco Rubio demands Joe Biden apologize for hurtful Neanderthal diss. So he tweeted that um, Biden, here, let's see. Biden's use of an old stereotype is hurtful to modern Europeans, Asians, and Americans who inherit about 2% of their genes from Neanderthal ancestors. He should apologize for his insensitive comments and seek training on unconscious bias, Rubio said. Of course, here we have another Republican example of how they want, like to take up the mantle or pretend that they're, just like they pretend they're patriots, they pretend that they're humanitarians in this uh, instance, pretending to be, it's not out of the ordinary for them to pretend to care about uh, a, a species that went extinct 40,000 years ago, whereas the species still alive, they could really take or leave. But I know that he's, he probably was doing it tongue in cheek, which is also um, an example of how much Republicans really are the, um, the roadblocks to progress. Because what he's doing with this tweet is sort of like saying that sensitivity training or unconscious unconscious bias training is um it's ridiculous that's really what his his underlying message is that see how um if it were weren't for liberals i would never have to encounter anything called unconscious bias training cuz why would republicans 
care. They don't. Unconscious bias is is uh, how they win. You see, Th- they need people to to be unconscious, unconscious about everything. Their motivation. They need them to be unconscious about their racism. Even the likes of David Duke says he says I'm not a racist. Twitler, they all say it. They know they're racist. And why would a Republican ever think? This is what is here. Another reason why they are uh, the, I don't know, just the hindrance. They are really the the worst aspects of the human condition. Um, just out. That that's really what the Republicans represent, but why wouldn't you want to take an unconscious bias seminar? That's what I think. What what is what is so um, terrifying about that? Wouldn't you, anybody who is has an has a has an interest. In living in a, a living an effective and functional life here in a civilization where we are all interdependent and there's all kinds of people. What, why wouldn't you want to take an unconscious bias seminar or course or whatever? Right? Why would you pass up an opportunity to be a better human being? to learn more about yourself. What is so terrifying about that? See, Republicans, they want you to be asleep, remain asleep. The more people who take unconscious bias training, the less Republicans, the less idiots, perhaps, is the hope. The less ignorance gets passed on, the more we have uh, a shot at having a more perfect union, of realizing all of those promises in our founding document. But what Marco Rubio is saying is that nothing, there's nothing unconscious. Well, maybe he's right, because they do what they do very consciously the likes of Marco Rubio and Twitler in that sense, <clears throat> the, uh, d- disrupt and distract the dupes, turn people against each other so they can continue to do their part. As long as see, they do their part to ingratiate and enrich and empower the rich, the already rich, the, the lords, they're doing it not out of any any uh, particular love for the lords, but they do it because they get, they get benefit from They get what's their due. They get to hang out and smoke cigars in the halls of power and make decisions and seem important and get all of the, you know, get their asses kissed and get there, get theirs regardless. They're not in it. What are they in it for? Why do? Why would you take unconscious bias training if you're 
in it for the your entire constituency. Why, right? If you if you if you have no interest, who what does Marco Rubio care? Unconsciousness is the point. Nothing like unconsciousness because he he couldn't get all of his cushy job and his good cushy government job, all of his all of the attention he gets, thinking he's uh, uh, God knows what goes on. He's drinking wine. I mean, he's not. A, they're all disgusting. You have to think about that. When I think about Paul Ryan, remember him sipping three hundred and fifty dollar bottles of wine with health insurance racket lobbyists. Remember that during the Obamacare debate. The scum, scum of the earth. You think that's somebody that's in it so he can ensure that everybody has health care? All of his, that his, no more of his constituents needlessly die without health care, like the 35,000 Americans who die, needlessly die every year. <clears throat> but this is so, I mean, this tweet says it all. It says everything about who they are. And then there was another one. Oh, wait, here we go. Let me see. It was one of... They, they went... All the Republicans... Because they, they can't talk about anything else, of course. Because they... What do they bring? If they talk about the... the what, the Trump virus and the, the, the Trump... The, th- the third Republican Great Depression and all of everything that they've done... Uh, to incite an insurrection, to empower a con man and incite an insurrection. What are they going to talk about? They don't want to talk about that. They want to talk about how Joe Biden called somebody of Neanderthal. Oh, they're going to pretend feign offense. And they want to talk about, of course, Mr. Potato Head and um, Dr. Seuss being canceled. Everybody's being canceled. I wish. I wish. You know who I wish is canceled. Oh, God. Ted Cruz. Look, look, look. Oh, this is just an aside. I just looked at Twitter and saw Ted Cruz. <clears throat> and he's whining. The The whine we're going to have to hear. Oh, shit, I lost it. Damn it. Why does that happen? He was whining that Son of a bitch. This is even worse. That's what happens. Uh, when you're... When you don't have a, enough patrons for a daily show. What the fuck? You're in the middle of a sentence about to play this tweet. And then it disappears. Great. That's because... We gotta, we're doing it live. Where the fuck is it? Anyway, what I was gonna say was that Ted Cruz was saying the thing that we're gonna hear till our ears bleed, and that is, oh, here it is. Joe Biden promised to be a unifier. We're getting ready to go through an unfortunate bit of political theater. 
And the reason for that is that the Democrats have made the decision to be hard partisans rather than to work together in a bipartisan manner. Can you, f- can you believe these scumbags? This scumbag incited an insurrection. He was one of the scumbags directly responsible. Joe Biden, we're going to go through this. Uh, Joe Biden said we were going to have unity and uh, bipartisanship. Are you... Are you kidding me? How is this person able to walk around in daily life without being constantly harassed by his constituents? I don't get it. How is this person their representative? How? How do people empower a scum like that again and again and again? A lying fascist scum. Last year, Congress passed five separate COVID relief bills. Every one of them was bipartisan. You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Where's the unity and working together? So it's not just empty words. Republicans here have demonstrated yeah. that we are ready and willing to are you kidding me? and work really? together. Really? You de- I could tell when you were contesting the free and fair election and inciting dupes, continue to incite dupes, too. So much so that people had to work from home today who worked in the Capitol because they were afraid of being murdered. Oh, my God. They have no shame. There's no shame in the Republican game. That's what it is. Being a Republican means never saying you're sorry. That's for sure. But I, what drives me insane is that it's the entire media apparatus conspires to um, to to validate the Republican game. It's like we have to come to the table, and the media has to pretend that this is sincere. They're all sincere. Steve Scalise. Where is it? Oh, who I cannot stand. Oh, he's one. Oh, my God. The reason I loathe him is I, whenever I think of Steve Scalise, besides everything else about him, I see that image in my mind of him. (laughs) Like one of those monkeys with the symbols when Trump invited them to the Rose Garden, wherever they were, to celebrate kicking millions of people off health care. And I never forget that face, that grinning ghoul, that grinning ghoul face, just <laughs> clapping and looking up at Donald Trump. That's going to be the, in my mind, it's, uh, that's, well, that'll, re, that'll uh, be included, that clip is included in my nightmare montage, the last of my life. Maybe when I f- die, that clip will fly in front of my eyes and I'll be upset, saying, great, I can't have a nice 
flash before my eyes of, I don't know, me and my dad walking on a beach when I was little and drinking ice cream cone. Drinking? Well, it was hot out that day (laughs) in my mind. (laughs) No, it'll be Steve Scalise. Yay, we're going to kill more people. Like, oh my God. He's like that that creature from the saw. <laughs> hey, Mr. Jigsaw guy. Hey, pe- who has a party when people lose their health care? Isn't that... Come on. Come on. That's enough. Can we stop pretending that the Republican Party has any reason to exist as a legitimate party that we should... Can we please stop? Oh, my God. Well, anyway, Steve Scalise, where is it? It's hard being me. Neanderthal, that's what I'm looking for. Neanderthal? Oh, okay. Oh, no. No. Fuck. I screwed it up. I screwed it up. Let me see. Steve Scalise. It'll be worth the wait, I swear. Uh, That's why people don't go to patreon.com. Tower Devil. Neanderthal. Yeah, that's why. That's why. Keep telling yourself that. Um, tweet. Anyway, whatever. I'm looking for this tweet, Steve Scalise. That's why I need a... Bing, bump. Well, anyway. Let me see. Well. Okay, whatever. Pretending to give a shit about the Neanderthals. I was looking for this tweet that Steve Scalise tweeted out um, saying how outraged he was. He was outraged because Joe Biden was also picking on his constituents who have who have been called Neanderthals, you see. And now, oh, you know, I, I and it was also, I think, yeah, Jim Jordan. He was another one. That's probably why I couldn't find it. Jim Jordan. So they're very upset about this. And it reminds me of... They're upset that Joe Biden is... He he said that people who don't wear masks, that it don't want to have this Neanderthal thinking. And they're equating it with uh it's freedom it's not neanderthal thinking wait hold on this whole show has been me saying neanderthal and hold on (laughs) oh one day i'll have a show i had all this in my in my queue 
Everybody's going to be gone anyway. What's the point? We're all going to die anyway. <laughs> no, you're getting dark, Tara. In your old age. No, I'm not. I'm I just getting tired. I'm getting old in my old age. And I'm getting tired that I don't have somebody. I don't have anybody to find these articles for me. <laughs> when I'm trying to do a fucking show. All right. That's all. That's all I'm doing. I have a show. I'm trying to have one. And now if you're on any other channel. You're going to be like, of course. That's why Tara Devlin is always saying, please become a patron. And nobody does. All right. Thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. And Stephen Lee says... Strike and strike and strike and strike. Until you have victory for and strike and strike and strike and strike and strike be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory right back at you Stephen. all right oh here it is jim jordan says first i'm referring to joe biden's calling people who don't wear masks don't go let's not go back to this neanderthal thinking blah 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 so Jim Jordan was very angry. He wrote, first we were deplorables, then chumps, then spineless cowards. Well, I mean, I know you are, but who called you that? Who, what person called you a, what, what democratic politician? Let's say Republic, maybe. Hmm. Oh, yes. That was good. All right. Senator Barbara Lee says House Republicans are spineless. You'll see Qualcomm's leadership wherever 5G is creating good. new ways of remote... And acting in a cowardice way. Good. Well, I, I'm so... Um, I'm moved by your words, Jim Jordan. First, we were deplorables. Yes, first... Hillary Clinton called the segments of your so-called movement, your racist movement. I mean, that's what you are. You're the same old, you're not a movement. You're a anchor. We're a movement. Normal people, progressives, Democrats. This is a movement to ensure that we have a more perfect union. Everybody has health care, education, living wages. That's a movement. You're not a movement. Republicans, you're an anchor. You're what? What's worse? You're, I guess that's an anchor. Dragging us back. What drags you back? Uh, deplorables. Hillary Clinton. This is what always gets me. I don't know. I always wonder. And the and also, it annoys me about the the corporate media. The corporate media falls down on the job in regard to this. But why, whenever they say deplorables, is remind the morons that Hillary Clinton didn't call, here's what she said. 
Half of Donald Trump's supporters belong in a basket of deplorables, characterized by racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic views. Okay. And when they walk around saying, I'm a deplorable, or now, well, you see they wear shirts, deplorable, proud deplorables, we're the deplorables, look out, the deplorables are here. So you're racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic. What is so, why are you so uh, triggered by that? By being called what you are. If you're a racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, does it make you a hero in the story? You're you're somebody, yeah, who's deplorable. We don't want we don't want to teach our children to be deplorable. You're part of the problem. So Either, uh, uh, here's with Jim Jordan saying, first, we were deplorables. He's taking the professional victim stance here. But first, we were deplorable. So you're owning. You're, uh, You're owning that you're a racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobe. Is that it? First, we were deplorables. Are you in that basket? In you go. So, just like when Tucker Carlson said, well, you have a big mocking saying, oh, the Democrats have a big tent, but not, for, not big enough for the white supremacists, as if that's a wrong thing. That's the, the actually, the, Tucker, that's the correct stance. When it comes to white supremacists, we don't have a big tent for the white supremacists, no. Guilty as charged. So, first we were deplorables. What do you mean? So you are racist, sexist, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic? Okay, so don't get so triggered when we call you that. If you're owning it proudly, don't get all professional victim on us. You're a proud deplorable or not? You're a deplorable. So it is the duty of all normal, patriotic, emotionally adjusted adults who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society filled with 320 million diverse people. It is our duty to deplore the deplorables and teach that to our children that you hate or you deplore the the ugliness in human nature and you cultivate the good the the part of us that is wants to be unified that can that's capable of functioning of embracing diversity and not being uh, scared and cowardly or thinking thinking that somehow somebody else's culture makes you somehow less so 
Yes. Uh, Jim Jordan goes, first we were deplorables, then chumps. Well, yeah. Then spineless cowards who only eat at Olive Garden. Where did that come from? If you only want to eat at Olive Garden, oh, well, I don't, I'm not surprised, but whatever. And now we're Neanderthals. No, you're only a Neanderthal when you say you are. Not smart enough to make, a deci- make decisions for ourselves, he writes. This is what the Democrats think of us. See, in Republican, uh, no, okay, here's another example of everything that's wrong with the Republican mindset and, and the conservative mindset and why they're the anchors on, on human civilization, period, end of sentence. They, everything that's wrong with them is in this tweet. First, we were deplorables. Yeah. You're deplorable. If you're upset that when we deplore the things that are deplorable because you identify with those things, then you might want to get a shrink and find out what, what the hell. Why are you so proudly deplorable? Okay. But now we're Neanderthals, not smart enough to make decisions for ourselves. Well, are you... Um, aware, you son of a, you, you selfish sociopaths that we live in a civilization. Now you're free to get the F out and go to Liberland or Somalia, somewhere that doesn't have a government, right? But while you're living in the civilization with the rest of us, we in the middle of a crisis expect something of you. You're, you're supposed to, if you're a patriot, you're supposed to do your part and not, what do you mean? Not smart enough to make decisions for ourselves. So we're telling you, everybody's telling you this. The world is saying that wearing a mask will reduce the transmission of the virus. We know this. It's the simplest thing you could do. Not smart enough to make decisions for ourselves means in Republican translation is that not caring about anybody but themselves, making USA the COVID capital of Earth and turning 500,000 plus Americans into corpses is what Republicans call making a decision for themselves. Selfishness. This is the opposite of patriotism. So either you're in this country, either we're in this together, or we're not. Or you're a succubus. You're a parasite. And isn't it funny how Republicans always remember how they all, well, that's, I hear Paul Ryan in my head talking about parasites, makers and takers. Same thing with, um, what's her face? You know, Ann Rand, all that. Fountainhead. I, Olive, uh, Olive Garden. <laughs> I always said it because Olive Garden's on the tweet. Um, Atlas shrugged. <laughs> Olive Garden shrugged too, I guess. But, um, all of this is supposed to be, they're, they're, 
they're not really what they're saying is that they they couldn't be bothered to do their part to confront the this deadly pandemic. They they couldn't be bothered to give a shit about anybody else but themselves. That's too much. That's them thinking for themselves is that F you and uh, I got mine. That's the Republican way. Now, if something ever happened to them, if we, if the whole of society had to do something to ensure that the likes of a Jim Jordan could continue to exist, we would be expected to do so, wouldn't we? So, and Jim Jordan would, wouldn't, he would think it's, uh, it's appalling if we wouldn't do the simplest thing to keep a, the likes of a Jim Jordan going or alive, right? Then it would be, well, um, you think it would be all about how we should be able to make our own decisions for ourselves? What kind of a society do these people what what are they doing because it's yet again another example of republicans they want all the benefits of civilization but none of the responsibilities we have to each other and yet again they could be bothered they couldn't care less about 500,000 americans dead they don't give a shit it doesn't even register they don't think twice. Wearing a mask, doing the simple thing. And the same people who are always all about, of course, we know how full of shit it is. The, the greatest generation, all the um, blowing smoke up the ass of soldiers, anybody who wears a uniform. But these people wouldn't sacrifice lunch. They wouldn't do the simplest thing to keep anybody alive. And they've done their worst to make us the COVID capital of Earth. And now we have to continue to sit here and listen to them justify it. On, on what? On the basis of them? That's them making decisions for themselves. In any other, if this were really a functioning civilization, we would just take them to the border and say, get out. Here, here, here's some desert. Do pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Oh my God. <sighs> That's what Democrats think of us, he writes. In another, poor victim. They're so victimized. Wait a minute. Well, well, that's what the Democrats think of us. They think we're deplorable. Yeah, when you're racist, sexist, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, you know, all of the ugly things. That's not a good thing. Xenophobic, homophobic, that's not good. It's not, a, it's not something you want to aspire to. You wouldn't put it on your resume. That's what they think of us. They think we are exactly who we say we are and get offended when they point it out. 
oh, you're free, right? That's you. That's you. That's them being free. Well, then get the F out. Go be free. You're, you're not free if you're dead. Well, uh, the reason where that's human nature is to be in communities, but that's why the whole Republican ideology is, is based in bullshit. Because that's just not, it doesn't work. That's why the, the founders came up, or whatever, through uh, uh, research and research and development from the Enlightenment and all. But, and also the Iroquois Confederacy came up with this, this government because it's not like everybody was like, all right, we got rid of that British government. Peace out, everybody. You're on your own. They formed a government because that's what human beings do because human beings live in communities. You want to be on your own, then go for it, buddy. But when you function in civilization and in a system where we all supposedly got together and was like, this is the kind of system we want. We don't want a a king or a bunch of serfs and lords. We want a of by and for the people thing with e pluribus unum and promoting the general welfare and all. That means we're in this together. So when good times and in bad times. So when in a bad time, like a pandemic, and we are asked to do a simple thing, like wear a mask, we do it. But Republicans, they want all the benefits of civilization, but none of, not, they don't want to think about anybody but themselves. It's not freedom. It's nothing but selfishness. It, and it, and it, it goes to show you whatever when I, what I say is a hundred percent correct because we they're unfit, they're incapable. It's a reflection of their immaturity. That's what kids do, children before they are fully developed the center of the universe. We, we, most of us evolve, develop away from that. We start realizing we're in this together. Of course we are. Jim Jordan, you, if you don't like it, you can go take your deplorable, spineless coward, Neanderthal carcass, and get the F out. Go somewhere. Go to... There is a place called Liberland. It's perfect. It's for you. No taxes. They don't have any of this. You can walk around maskless, pantsless. Who cares? Because no, hardly nobody lives there because it sucks. But this... In this thing, in our club... We give a shit about each other, in spite of Republicans. That's why we know we're going to win, and you know it too. You just, you're just delaying the inevitable in trying to suck up as much of anything you can suck up. Money, power, prestige, the feeling of, of you're somebody. Look at me now, mama. 
Look at you, Jim Jordan. What is, ugh. Who, who, who really purposefully hangs out with Jim Jordan? Imagine that. Hey, Jim, what are you doing tonight? You want to hang out? Ugh. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm a rugged individual. But that's who Republicans are. They're just... They're tediously unbearable. Selfishness. Children. That's, that's what it is. You're a child. And I, it's another example of how... What I say all the time, that Republicans lack the basic levels of maturity required to function in a free democratic society. It's true. You have to have a level of maturity where you're able to live in a community with diverse people and come to a consensus where you can, I don't know, uh, the, the, uh, well, where one of the things about democracy that needs to be in order to have a functioning one is that everybody has to agree on what that is. But the Republicans have a whole different definition. They want us to think of freedom as the freedom to not give a shit about anybody else but yourself. But that's not freedom. Like everything else, they're entirely misguided and they're doing their best to make sure any, everybody is as misguided as they are. But in reality, in a functioning civilization, you're, if you're, you want to know what freedom, freedom means we're free to live a decent life in decent uh, housing and decent working conditions with living wages. We're free to go to the doctor when we're sick. We're free, have free time to enjoy uh, with loved ones or pursue uh, interests. That there's a basic civilization that functions in a way that we can do these things without having to... Uh, every day scrounge and scrape and try to hustle up Maslow's hierarchy of needs and endlessly. Which is, that's a kind of civilization, that's is what most of human beings in recorded history has had to endure. But a functioning democracy is... <laughs> where we're supposed to be able to have culture and, you know, have that, whatever this blip of time is, make the most out of it for as many people, oh, all of us. For real. Not just a few who were born into it or lucky enough to come up with some kind of scam to separate people from their money, like Amway or Trump Network Vitamins, or a bookstore online. Oh, my God. All right. Guys, 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 guys. 
I gotta go. What do you think? What do you think? I gotta go. I need to get unconscious. I think that I've had enough. I've had enough consciousness for one 24-hour cycle. Thank you again, Jim, for your super chat. Thank you, Errol, for your super chat. And thank you, Richard, for your super chat. And thank you, Stephen Lee, for your super chat. <clears throat> and the rest, thank you all. Thank you for enduring my whatevers, my technical difficulties, my, my, I don't know, everything crappy equipment my mispronunciations my 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 I don't know my self uh, deprecating delusions manias everything else alright well I will I don't know about tomorrow we'll see what happens I want to do as many shows as possible, but sometimes you just can't. I got to, as, as long as we, when we get to the point where we can have a daily show, we will need, we need more patrons. We need about a thousand, well, now we'll need about 900 more patrons. So... Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Come to the show. Super Chats help. All that stuff. You're the best. Thank you all. I want to say thanks to who's in the chat. Everybody in the chat. And remember what I say. Saturday's show will be in the 8 p.m., vicinity 8 p.m e-s-t you can also join us on discord the links in the description join us join the discord community tara buster discord community you can post articles get in touch with me you can um i want to see pictures of your pets most especially and talk about yourself no i like to get to know everybody we're building a nice community. I really, I appreciate it, to put it mildly. So join us there. And remember what I say. I got to go because my voice is getting lower. <clears throat> it's probably for the best. I, maybe I, it's the way the universe is telling me to stop screaming. It's, not, it's cathartic, though. Try not to scream into the mic. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. Follow, you know, all that stuff. Do all that stuff. Tell your friends, most importantly. Give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps too. But word of mouth is golden. And remember, we will win. Because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. Thank you so much for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you very soon.